0: Welcome back, everybody, to the Stark Wars podcast. Today, we are recapping episode one of Moon Knight in full spoiler details. So if you have not seen it, I would get out of here. And I'm here with your favorite podcasting bloody scarab. It's Tommy Pizzullo. Tommy, how are you?
1: I'm good, Michael. And in order for this podcast to happen, you have to give me control. Give me control,
0: Michael. <laughs> give me control of the podcast. <laughs> I almost did a very similar intro, but I was like, nah, nah, it's oh. too much, but like, he went there and I like <laughs> it. I went there. <laughs> and, uh, Tommy, we have a guest here. This one's a long time coming. Um, like basically probably like what, like the first person to like ever do- download our podcast, just to be honest. I um, think he's the OG Stark warrior. Like he's, I think the he OG. Is. he's our, he's our sassy best friend. It's <laughs> Logan bits. Logan. How are you?
2: Hey, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I think it's only appropriate that there are three of us here, and we will constantly be fighting over who's the parasite and who is not.
0: <laughs> yes. Uh, well, Logan, I feel like uh, you, you're, you're definitely involved in our little Star Wars community, so I feel like people know who you are. But for the, the ones that do not, I want to give you the chance to kind of introduce yourself and uh, talk about maybe even your first impressions of Moon Knight.
2: Sure, sure, sure. Uh, I'm Logan, Logan Bits, uh, son of a Bits, as uh, I like to be called on the on the Bird app. I guess it's all my apps now. But um, yeah, uh, I have been, um, I was thinking about it today. I'm not, maybe not the greatest like uh, Marvel fan that's ever been um, when it comes to like actually reading comics in my history. I've never been one to like, actually know too much about what happens in the comic books other than what I learned from reading or um good friends of mine who are much bigger comic book nerds than I but uh growing up with the same name as Wolverine means that you know pretty much everything you can about X-Men at all times. So um when the MCU started really blowing up I am the kind of person who dug into a lot of that. Um, and I don't know. And it, what what it comes down to it, met you guys through our little uh, pre-Star Wars community of stuff and things online, and here we are.
0: Awesome. Well, I'm very glad to have you here. Um, this is, uh, yeah, it's, just, it's a long time coming. Just uh, thrilled. This is going to be a fun one. Uh, Tommy, I want to throw it to you real quick. I want to hear, uh, what do you think of episode one?
1: I loved it! No, I I really loved the episode uh, in general. There's things – there's, like, small nitpicks I have, but, like, as I always do, I will always have nitpicks. Uh, But overall, like, I thought it was cool to just see the Marvel shows try something maybe a little more artsy, a little more, like, conceptually weird because, like, we come into the the last couple – you know, Hawkeye, great show, but it was very straightforward, right? It was very, like, here's Hawkeye, here's some bad guys, you know – Enjoy, enjoy what we present to you. And I feel like this one is more like, Hey, you're here, you don't know what's going on yet, but trust us, we're
0: gonna get there hopefully by the end of this. Yeah, no, and that's I think that's like what's so exciting. And this takes us back to like the WandaVision days where it's like we're gonna be talking about like our theories and we're trying to figure out what's actually going on here. Um, I think no, this is like super exciting for me because I feel like it kind of it like this is like the next step. Towards what the MCU can become. And I think Eternals was the first one. Like it was very different. It was darker. I think this was dark. It was like there was like some I was I was scared. There was moments I was scared of this. Um Logan, what did you think like tonally of like how you viewed this show? Because there are a lot of things that kind of like shocked me. I was like, oh, you went there.
2: Yeah, yeah. So like um I did not watch it like the first day that it came out. So I heard that there was some like it felt different than other Marvel stuff so far, um, especially the other TV shows. Um, and so, yeah, like, they're, like, it started leaning into horror almost at times. Um, and <laughs> it gives me gives me hope that, like, that's the direction that I've heard that Multiverse of Madness might go. So it's like Marvel is dipping their toes into the tone now, which is um, cool. Um, I thought it was super, I mean, every other one of the Disney Plus shows that we've gotten so far has been rooted in someone that we already know, it feels like. So this felt a lot more like along the lines of, um, like you said, Eternals or um, Shang-Chi, where it's like, these are people that are largely unconnected to the MCU as a whole. So it felt daunting to like have this whole TV show based around someone that we've not met, we haven't really heard about as far as I know. Um, and we're just like, it's like here you go. So I thought it was daunting for Marvel to do, but also super interesting.
0: Yeah, totally. Um, well, I would love to just go ahead and start diving into this episode. Um, and this is again like they start off strong here. This is like not something I expected to see. Um, and I have a little, I have a little rant about it. I want to hear what you guys think. But yes, yeah, so we get we get our main villain here, uh, Kevin Bacon. Uh, I believe he goes by Arthur. So uh, this dude he's like drinking a glass of water. He breaks the glass. He puts the glass in his shoe and then he walks on it. And like, I was like, this is so dark. Like that's like torturous. Like you don't see things like that. And actually what it reminds me of, um, this is like, it's very rare that I can pull this card and be like, oh, I know something. Um, but I went to a Catholic school. Uh, that's, that's, that was my upbringing. So, uh, this very much felt reminiscent of like, some of like the older saints, like uh, there was a lot of weird stuff that the saints did, you know, from stigmatas to like self whipping to like, like, I don't know what it is, but like, I guess that's a thing that um, is, is popular amongst uh, the holies. Um, But apparently Mm -hmm. like punishing yourself physically is uh, looked on positively. So I I found that like that, that felt very similar to what I thought might be going on here. Um, Tommy, what did you think of this opening scene? Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, I thought it was really interesting. Did I say uh,
0: Kevin Bacon? I'm sorry. I just realized that.
1: Yeah. Oh, (laughs) It just went right over me because I was just a kid. It's Ethan (laughs) Hawk.
0: That's funny. This is why we stream on Twitch so people can call me out on calling this guy Kevin Bacon. I I didn't know it was Ethan Hawk, I promise. Um,
1: (laughs) All right, let me get back. Yeah, I really liked this opening scene for a couple of reasons. I actually, it, I feel like when I watched it, I was like, okay, you know, like pain, sure, like uh, no pain, no gain, as they say. But uh, <laughs> the thing with it is I, I don't remember where I uh, listened to this, so I apologize for not giving credit. So, uh, Ethan Hawke was like talking about this, and I guess he came up with this idea to have like the, his character walk on glass because it was like they were they were going through the concept and they were talking about. You know, in comic books, sometimes they'll give a villain like a whole page spread, and so like the writers were like, "What would be your like whole page spread? Like, what would be this character spread?" And he was like, "You know, he exactly what you're talking about—the whole like re- the religion, like doing something bad, but like uh, like making it okay by giving yourself like so uh, you know pain, pain on top of it." So I thought that was like really interesting that he came up with it, and like they were like, "Okay, like we'll do that." So they ended up bringing that into the the show, um, but it's cool for a couple of reasons. Like I think. Going off that, like, the whole, like, he's this judge, as we see later on in the episode, like, he's this, like, almost, like, judge, but he has to, like, cause pain to himself because, like, what he's doing is kind of bad. So it's, like, a, a sin for, like, a sin almost, if that makes sense. It's it's interesting.
0: Yeah, Logan, did you have any uh, thoughts on this scene?
2: Yeah, well, I watched watched the episode twice to prep, and um, both times just cringed the entire thing as soon as he like smashes the glass um it it, like you were saying it kind of took me back to uh the reference i'll pull is um the character in i think it's the da vinci code one of the dan brown books who does the like self-whipping um so it's like it it, it was just like i don't know it was such a good introduction to like what this character might be all about because like it's complicated, and it's also super cringe. It was hard to watch.
0: Yeah, uh, no, it definitely was. And that's not, the, like, the last thing that I really cringe at. We'll get to that. Uh, but the next scene here is we get our first appearance from our uh, buddy Steven. He's uh, he's waking up, and it is, like, it, we're, we're kind of going through this process of, like, you see, he's, like, he's chained himself mm-hmm. to a pole. He's got, like, sand around his bed. He locks up his doors um tommy i want to ask you about this um he puts tape uh on the door what is this what is the tape what i mean you have all these locks and then uh he's got tape it's
1: it's just another another check right because if the tape is moved or ripped he knows the door was opened but i guess like maybe the other self would have took the tape off i don't know i guess you know maybe he knew exactly where the tape was so if they take it off and then put it back on he'll
0: know but that's my thought it's like if the tape rips you know you left for the night I mean, I get it, but like, I thought that was the purpose of the sand, also. Like, uh, it's
1: all—it's just a, a triple double <laughs> quadruple
0: check. He's—he must have just like gone through this so many times it's like uh, every every time this happens, he has to, like add another layer of yeah. security, I guess. Um, maybe maybe
1: that's his one like security against people. Like, uh, he did, can't afford a lock, so he just tapes the door, hoping that will keep people out.
0: <laughs> At first, I was like,
1: it's "What like, is he it's- like?" It's-
2: Sorry, go ahead, Logan. No, I was just going to say it's like his version of I am not a robot. Like those yeah. like Really like there it's not a great security measure, but it's there and you have to do it every time.
0: Yeah, I kind of expected to see him like put a towel at the bottom of the door like he's a teen smoking <laughs> weed in his apartment or something. <laughs> like I was like what is this? <laughs> um but yeah, there's a, there's a couple things we get here. We get him he calls his mom. Um he's feeding his fish. Um and uh yeah, and he, he's like he goes outside. He's late for the bus. Um, what, uh, Logan? What is like your first impressions of Stephen as a character here? Because, um, like, uh, I don't know. I guess coming from like, I also come from a similar, not too familiar with this character in the comic books. But I'm kind of curious, like, what you think of maybe more specifically Oscar Isaac's in this role too.
2: Yeah, well, so quick, Oscar Isaac's like storied history with Marvel content is this is where we're at now we've had like him in the like marvel adjacent sony x-men world uh we've had him in star wars and here we are now with this like completely different version of oscar isaac in general um he's like bumbling which is odd but he's also like self-efficating when he's like talking with everyone like he's mad that the guy is selling brooms right outside, outside of his door but he's like oh but no it's fine <laughs> and um He's always leaving these messages for his mom and um, he just comes with this like, usually like British accents in these shows are very suave and like you think of him as, Oscar himself is fairly suave in most of his roles and he's just not, his accent is not. It's like, it's just so different from most things that we've seen him in.
0: Yeah, that's true. Um, one thing I do appreciate, and I guess we'll kind of get in more to like uh, the character swapping later on, but like I, one of my biggest pet peeves is when a very popular actor does a movie or a TV show and puts on a fake accent, the big one that I can think of is Jennifer Lawrence and Red Sparrow. Like Her talking was like nails on a chalkboard. I love Jennifer Lawrence, but I was like I know that like even if you were really good at this accent, I know that's not who you are, and it bothers me a little bit. It is weird because I'm accepting of like Tom Holland doing something like that. That doesn't bother me as much. It's more so when Americans try to uh, imitate other accents. Uh, with that being said, what I really like about this is there is an element of like his character there there is a there's there may be a thread here to where like his character is maybe subconsciously faking an accent. What do you think of that, Tommy?
1: yeah this is what I was gonna uh, bring up is and it's hard because I'm like you know I'm like Ethan Hawk tiptoeing on glass because I don't want to go too far uh but it, it's uh interesting for multiple. first of all, very took me off guard that we start with Steven i, I that definitely I was like oh uh, okay, okay. And I, I like it. I think it's a really interesting choice to to introduce us with Stephen because he's also so doughy eyed that it it works for us as an audience, right? Because you're you're brought into this universe just like Steven kind of is too. Um, but I think like the accent definitely caught me off. But I agree with you. I think there's a point to it. I think like it's you know I, I think it's supposed to be bad, but it is. It, it was definitely one of those. I'm like, oh no. Like when it, when I think this, I saw a little bit of the trailer and I saw a little bit of the accent, and I was like, oh man, we're we're doing that. All right. That's a choice. And then, but it's growing on me a little bit. His, his voice is growing. And I, I like Steven as a character. He's uh, he's like, I just want to give him a hug and like a blanket and a nice hot cocoa, like the whole episode.
0: I'm like, man, you're just, you just don't even have any idea about it. Yeah, I mean, like I, I, I do really like the performance. I, I don't. Again, it's just more just the idea of him doing. It. I think his accent was pretty good. Um, but yeah, like you really like put yourself in the shoes of this guy. And like when he's scared, I'm scared. When he's freaking out, I'm freaking out. When he's sad, I'm sad. Like, uh, like I really empathized with this character. So, um, so next we're gonna go to the museum. Um, he works in the gift shop of a museum, and we get a couple of different things here. We meet his mean boss. Um, he's talking to a little girl about like mummification processes and stuff, which is uh, what is it? The Tommy, uh, uh, have you been accepted into the field of reeds?
1: Uh, not yet. Uh, you know, someday, hopefully, but uh,
0: so far, <laughs> not not
1: happening yet. Who knows? <laughs>
0: um, uh, Logan, did you get big, uh, big night of the museum vibes from uh, basically all? <laughs> Museum stuff because I did. That was like the first tweet I had about this uh, show.
2: <laughs> yeah, definitely that. Um, there's also part of me that in the back of my mind was like, okay, so this, it, it appear. I can't tell, is it like a museum that's just about Egypt? Um, or is it like, is this an exhibit that comes through or whatever? But he's like very much into specifically the Egyptian like artifacts. Um, I was also like, wait, Cersei in. Eternals worked at a museum. Is this the same museum? Where are we? Like, uh, clearly, uh, I assume not. But um, yeah, but definitely uh, was waiting for things to come to life for sure.
0: Yeah, that's uh, you know that's a good point. Yeah, I was like I was like I swear to God he's gonna like open a, a, a casket or whatever and like a spirit is gonna uh, go under his body. Um, but I with mean, that being said... Yeah, yeah. Um, we do get. Um, I guess this is like the first I like first reference or hint that he has like something else going on when this woman is talking about their date coming up and uh he's vegan so why do he do that what does a vegan eat at a steak restaurant uh yeah, that's the
1: real that's the hard-hitting questions that we get here because like yeah i mean i guess like they said you can eat the side salad and stuff but like yeah. Salads, salad bread. potatoes Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah the bread <laughs> yeah you could like make it into a sammy like yeah you get the bread cut that up then you put the lettuce from the salad in there and then what's your like protein maybe you get so you ask for you gotta have like well no i was gonna say peanut butter because that has protein but that would not be good on the say all right you know what just you
0: eat what's there I, i'm done with this tommy's kitchen corner <laughs> <laughs> all right uh yeah so the next scene we get is they're kind of in the back of the house the, uh he's talking to his boss and he's like correcting them on the banners and everything and this is a little weird to me like again i'm uh i know very little about the i've read the comics i still know very little about the character um it's interesting to me though that like is it a coincidence that like he's being involved in like uh, these gods, and he's also like an expert in them at the same time. Am I? Tommy's making a face. Am I digging? Am I? Straight, am I going somewhere I shouldn't go?
1: No, I think you're good. I think there's just like yeah, there's 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 stuff going on, you know. Like I think there's
0: you know. maybe he did open a casket. I don't. I... <laughs> 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 uh, so the next thing we get here is um, he's talking to this this uh, this performer, this golden guy. I, I, uh Logan. I don't know about you. Uh I thought this was an actual statue. Because I, like the, it wasn't until he mentioned a tip that I was like, oh, he's a performer. So yeah, I know.
2: Run. I, I, what for whatever reason I was like, oh yeah, he's just talking to this poor man who is like has to listen to him because he's his his street gig is being a statue. Um But it. Honestly, on the second watch, it was like a little more endearing than the first time, it, it, just because it was like, oh, well, I don't know. This guy's kind of got like, he's got someone looking out for him. He, like, people will take a picture and he's like, don't forget to tip. Um, so he's like, this, this is weird symbiosis going on, but probably less more exciting for the for the gold man than yeah. for uh, our friend Steven. Yeah, I think it's interesting
1: because, like, in the comics, he is best friends with a a homeless man. And I kind of like that it's, like, a statue that doesn't just listen because it's, like, he just gets to talk about all his crazy problems. And, like, it's, like, statue's just there listening. It's, like, the perfect therapist for him.
0: Yeah, so – and I guess that that was, like, a good mechanic of explaining to the audience um, kind of his process more. We see him in the morning, obviously, but, yeah, he's talking more deeply about – um his sleepwalking um so the next scene we get we kind of get his nighttime process we had his morning routine now we're getting his nightly routine and um he is uh you know locking up doing all his uh doing his stuff and uh he's like he starts studying he's like pulling out books and studying uh egyptian gods or whatever like uh i don't know if that had any relevance uh logan anything stand out to you in this scene about him studying
2: well, I, I think I mean like you say like the 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 Egyptian god stuff was kind of sticking out like there's he's reading stuff that's specifically about the rift between gods and men um and the I think it's called the Ennead which is like the the pantheon of nine gods um and like you you constantly s- you see the main ones that like a lot of people who like myself don't know a lot about Egyptian gods but know the names like Osiris um and you often see, like, him scroll past Ahmet, which is kind of the name that ends up coming up uh, later. Um, but you rarely, really see kind of what those of us who know more about Moon Knight know that his, like, the whole thing is kind of connected in some ways to one of the gods. You never see that one show up on the list. Um, so I feel like you were saying, like, I feel like there's there's something going on here that we're not privy to, um, that they're kind of hinting at. But also one thing that really stuck out to me, which is just like a dumb detail, and who knows if it means anything, but at the top of the episode, when he wakes up, you see the Rubik's Cube is completed. And then in this sequence, you see him like fidgeting with it while he's trying to go to sleep. Um, so I just thought that was like an interesting, like, what does that mean? probably nothing but it's there so I'm I'm overthinking it
0: no that's uh that I didn't pick up on that that's awesome um I think again it just shows further contrast to uh his other self and what that other person might be capable of which is uh interesting um yeah so. that's what's so cool about the show and like
1: that and like this like this is i just quickly with like the cinematography of like all the reflections the use of like there is like multiple things where they really play with that like multiple stuff going on uh, which i think is like super interesting and like that like
0: small things where it's like oh that's okay interesting you know what's that mean yeah so um we kind of we jump to this next scene here and this is when he wakes up in a field with a, uh, looks like a dislocated jaw. This was the other one. I was like, oh, God. I was like, it's not the kind of thing you expect to see in Marvel movies or shows. It's like, that's like, I don't know, very gruesome. Uh, what do you think, Tommy?
1: Yeah, what gets me with all this is like, this is terrifying. like This is one of my nightmares is to like, close my eyes and wake up and like, I'm in a different place. Like, it's terrifying. <laughs> like, they do a really good job with all these jump cuts because it does, like, it's as jarring for the audience as it is for for Steven, I imagine. Uh, But yeah, no, this like was like pretty like, oh, okay. Like we go from like, I'm gonna have a steak dinner and like, I'm kind of, you know, like I have all these rituals but it's okay to, all right, I got like like, violence, here we go. Uh, Yeah, it was was cool. I mean, I
0: am intrigued to find out what, what all this is about. Yeah, uh, Logan. Did you have any thoughts throughout this? Like, uh, I mean, it's a, it's a very crazy sequence because he wakes up and he sees some guys. They're shooting at him, um, and he's trying to get away. Yeah, it's kind of like, uh, yeah, he's definitely out of place here. What did you think of all this?
2: Yeah, I thought it, w- it was super interesting. Like, I felt like they they start that off so slow. Like, they they give you that cringe moment with like him fixing his jaw, and then like clearly his whole body hurts as he gets up and he looks up, and you get like the the. Monty Python-esque shot upwards to like the guy in the window, and he waves at him, and it's really awkward. And then the other guy with a gun shows up, and it's like, oh wait, we should be doing like, what are you doing? And then it's just like into he's running for his life and has no idea what's going on, and so do we. We have no idea what's happening. (laughs)
0: Yeah. So um, this is next. He he runs into to the town here, and this is where we we get a better introduction here to Arthur, what he's up to. Um, so uh, Stephen has kind of like hidden in this crowd, and Arthur shows up, and people are like touching him and like worshiping him. It's clear that he has like a lot of power here in this situation, um, but. So I guess his little process here is he's bringing people up one by one to be judged. And basically he holds their hand with his little cane and his tattoo animates and uh, tells him if they're good or bad, which I found really interesting. Um, Again, like uh, we see like a younger, maybe more able man like do this and he's like, oh, you're good. But then the older woman comes up and she does it. And it's like, ah, and like, I believe that you didn't do anything wrong, but you're going to die anyways type deal. It's like... uh, it's very much it, it makes me wonder like Tommy I, like he's definitely just like looking for henchmen right like that's what this is
1: you know I don't know I definitely not clear bad like there's definitely something else that he's uh, uh, searching for and and like in my eyes like that's how I saw this scene it's like well clearly like there's something else but I definitely think it's part of that right like he wants he wants disciples that are gonna be uh, able to benefit him an old lady but listen you're Arthur. You're undercutting old ladies because she could have made you cookies. She could have knitted you a, a scarf. There, there are so many benefits from this old lady that he didn't even think about.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, you would think like even if like if that's the case, if he's just like looking to build up his army, like you need like, I mean, even if you don't think they're good for like physical combat, um, like she just having somebody on your side isn't a bad idea. Like, you don't have to go kill her. Um, But no, that was, like, this is, like, another very gruesome part for me, like, just seeing this woman, like, basically, like, become flush of life, which is kind of scary. What do you think about all this, Logan?
2: Well, I I think the best part of the whole thing is that his excuse for her being judged bad, despite her saying, well, I've been good my whole life, um, was, well, it might be something to come. (laughs) You're like this is possibly the oldest person in this little plaza right now and we're to believe that she does something so terrible in the next however many like years of life she has left to warrant death right now which later you come to find out like sort of the the mindset behind why why we're killing people early which I i don't think that woman is on the same level as some of these other people mentioned later in the episode. But, uh, it, it was definitely like, well, it got me thinking too, like, so what actually happened to her? Like, did he absorb her life? Is it just, she's now dead? Um, what are we going to find out later about Arthur's powers and his actual connection to everything?
0: Yeah. And there's a lot of like little comments that, uh, Arthur makes throughout this that like, I, like, I, Like if I, I'd have a lot of notes if I actually wrote everything he said down, but it's just like a lot of like little exposition about like what he's doing and like uh, Ahmet and all that stuff. So I feel like if you, uh, especially, you know, we'll get a couple more episodes in here and you really dive into what he's talking about. Like, I think it'll become a lot more clear. Um, With that being said, um, this is when one of the, one of the henchmen comes up and he's like, Hey, uh, there was a problem. Uh, And I guess uh, Arthur pulls a fast one. He gets everyone to kneel, and uh, Steven does not kneel, and it's clear that he does not belong. Um,
2: oh, bollocks. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> and uh, yeah, so he wants this this scarab. I don't know why. What is it, a key, Tommy? What, what, what do they want with the scarab? I don't know.
1: Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's pretty cool-looking scarab. That's what yeah. I'll say. <laughs> Maybe it's uh, more funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but... Stephen here, like, oh, he really fumbled the bag on this one. Like, I get it, like you did, but like, you can see everyone start to like. It's like you're not responding to the people around you. You know, like if I start to see people moving, I, I'm moving too. And then maybe I'm like a little slower. Like there's a delay, but I'm down on that. I'm throwing myself on the ground. I'm in. Like I see everyone else. There, like I don't want to stick out. You just saw a lady get like the life sucked out of her. You're not, like, like that, that's... Stephen, that's your one, like, mark against you. Like, but it's I'm very much, it's very Stephen of him. It is. It's
2: so Stephen. It, it, it's very Stephen Grant of the gift shop, let's yeah. say. Or or when he says he's the gift shoppist.
1: Yeah, Logan. Then he brings up he gives up his whole, why
0: not just tell him your whole bag story? Why
1: not tell him yeah, yeah. everything? You...
0: Yeah, so uh, he's trying to get the scarab back, and Stephen's like, cool, take it. Like, uh, I'll do whatever you say but uh the other half of him has other ideas and uh basically like he's uh can't open his hand he like pulls away and um yeah this kind of this is another moment here where um you i actually really appreciated how so he kind of snaps i don't know what do you call it uh what is it i guess he like snaps out of it and then comes back and then uh he has like a bunch of people around him dead and he has the the bloody scarab in his hand and i actually i I did appreciate this because while I am pro a little bit more violence in the MCU, I do see this as not only like a cool mechanic to avoid like really violent stuff, but also like, um, like you don't really need to see what happened to know what happened. You know, it's like you kind of get, uh, and, that, and that happens a lot uh, in this preceding scene here, but I did what Tommy, what do you think about like the, uh, uh, I guess, what, what are we calling this? What, what happens to him? the jump the the, like jump cut yeah Yeah, like like,
1: he has like blackouts or something it's like yeah it's like i don't know either way yeah whatever we're gonna call it i i really think it was cool it's a really cool way like i said earlier it it causes us to feel as jarred as steven uh and it like also it's like weirdly comical like i didn't know how to feel about this because like yeah there's a bunch of dead people around but i'm like it's also kind of funny that like you're like poor steven doesn't want to be involved and all this stuff just keeps happening to him and you're like oh man (laughs) buddy <laughs> like that that's where i felt a lot of it but uh yeah i think it was interesting and it's like cool when you know that there's something else going on and it's like okay this is like the body fight. it's like it, it, there's another level to the whole thing
0: yeah um so he ends up stealing this cupcake truck, and this was uh, this is fun. I like the cupcake truck. What was actually there was a there was a, a shot of this in one of the trailers, and I remember the internet losing their mind. I don't know if any of you guys are following this, but I forget what what it's actually called. It's like it's it's a different language, but it's Vaughn something. Um, and a lot like I guess it's Von, and it starts with a D after that. So people had had taken that shot from the trailer, and they saw they saw Von D, and everyone thought it was Von Doom for Victor Von Doom, Doctor Doom, and they're like they, he's like working for Doctor Doom. Like like they took it so far. And even then, I was like, I mean, we don't know what that is. Like, can we all just like uh, fandom just kind of gets crazy about this stuff? But uh, I did find that funny that it's just like uh, it's cupcakes, guys. So yeah, it's like um,
2: this. It's like scoop wagon. Or something yeah. on the side
0: too yeah it's uh something else not 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 that um but yeah actually this is a very fun scene here um you get uh what's the what's the song that's playing here um wake me up before you go go that was i thought that yeah. was a very fun contrast to the scene where like again very dark things are happening it is kind of funny because like he's just trying to get out of the situation um we get a couple different things that happen here dude jumps in the truck uh, and he he blacks out, and then the dude falls out of the truck, and he's dead. Um, yeah. Any what, what, any standouts for you guys on uh, on this little action sequence?
2: Well, I think uh, one thing for me from like the moment that we first hear this other voice in his head, like I had to go to IMDb immediately after the episode. And be like, I know this voice, and I don't know why. I still am not entirely sure why but like it sounds so like there's there's something it elicits for me that's like this character from somewhere um but I find it so interesting that like he this third well what we come to find out is a third voice inside of him is so anti steven like he calls him a worm, he calls him an idiot, he calls him a parasite all while like trying to get the other body controller inside to take over and like keep them all alive it, it was just like a really interesting way to have an action scene carry out where you don't actually see any of the action if if that makes sense
0: yeah no uh one of my favorites um one of my favorite sequences here is the is the log truck obviously we get one of the cars that yeah. like, smashes into it again that was like geez that was like like those people just died like that. And, like, the you know, you just, some you don't see a lot and stuff like this. But with that being said, um, I really liked when he they continue down this winding road and then the logs come back and kind of help them out again, which is kind of funny.
2: Um, yeah. Sh- shades of uh, uh, Final Destination, right? Like yes. another reason not to drive around log trucks.
0: <laughs> yes. Um, uh, login, does this make you, are you an expert on logs?
2: Uh, you know, I do sometimes get sometimes get called the log emoji in text conversations, but that uh, that uh, is the extent of my knowledge of the logging industry, despite being from Minnesota. So, okay, uh, I'm not big on Paul Bunyan.
0: Fair. Uh, there you go, uh, Tommy. Any other final uh, thoughts on the uh, car chase here?
1: No, I think it was, I think you guys handled it. Uh, I think like the voices are intriguing. Like I think to your point, like it's the bantering is really fun in like a weird way because like you said, he's calling him like a like he doesn't matter. Like that's essentially what he's being told. Like get out of here. Let us just have control so we can do this. Like uh, yeah, I thought yeah. that was really
2: fun. And it's cool too. Like we've seen we've seen this internal struggle before in the MCU with um, Bruce Banner and the Hulk. Like having their back to like back and forth within themselves, which is sometimes outwardly like an end game and whatnot, um, or Infinity War, I should say. Right? Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so it, it, it's just like it's the new iteration of the the internal struggle.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think the thing to know here is that the the voice that you were talking about i think it's f some f scott abram is the, the voice actor's name because uh, i don't want to give the other name uh, but he is uh he's telling uh, i believe he says mark right like he says the name uh that like you take mm-hmm. i think it's interesting to note that he's like mark you take control and so i think that's just something to keep in mind when we're, we're talking about all the all the voices around
2: yeah, that was one quote that I actually wrote down was "Wake up, Mark. If he loses the scarab, I'll kill you both."
1: I was <laughs> like, "Oh, yeah, okay." <laughs> yeah, I think that's, that's just one of those. Let's, that's one of those. Like, hey, let's think about that. You know, later on, it's like uh, sorry. This is a show. This is like when we were covering Wandavision. Like, there's certain shows where I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna give all the tea." And now this is like <laughs> Wandavision where I'm like, "I wanna, I want the mystery to stay a little bit more." So yeah. we all float down the river together.
0: Yes. Um, so yeah, we get out of the blackout here, and he wakes up back in his apartment. And um, this is when he freaks out about his fish. Um, you know what I really like? The, my favorite part. Uh, I believe there's a poster with the fish on it. Um, like like Marvel does like character posters, you know? And, like after every episode, <laughs> a of, like, like character poster, put it on like Instagram. The the fish in the blender has its own poster, which I, I liked. <laughs> I don't know if the fish will become more relevant after this, but yes. it's all <laughs> uh, Yeah, it, it can go in the pantheon of other animal posters like the Alligator Loki, and I'm sure there were others that I'm not thinking of right now. So, Should we do a bracket? Pizza, a dog. Pizza, like, dog. Yeah, pizza dog. Pizza dog. Yeah, pizza dog. there you go. Should we do
1: a bracket with all the animals from uh, the MCU universe?
0: I'm down. I feel like... Um, uh, can we get 16?
2: Well, 16. we can throw Frog Thor in there, right? Yeah, we got that. Um,
1: does anyone else have pets? I guess being a superhero would be pretty hard to have a pet all the time.
0: True.
1: let yeah. Does Rocket Raccoon count? <laughs>
0: <laughs> sure, it is. Oh, what about the what's the 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 cat from Captain Marvel?
1: Yeah, uh, uh, Goose. Or... Is this like
0: a fighting bracket? Because I think Goose wins. Well, what's a fighting oh, bracket? Goose... Is it, yeah.
2: is it exclusively pets or just Marvel animals? Because Song Chi gave us quite a few oh, viable options as well. That's true. Uh, and we which, got Cosmo,
1: but... the, the astronaut dog from uh, Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy. Uh, Howard the <laughs> Duck, if we're you know, <laughs> <laughs> going we're He's a
0: tag, come on. <laughs> do,
2: yeah, do, do sentient animals count? <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, I think we got to come up with 16. We'll put that on the back burner. We'll get back to that one. Uh, hang tight, everybody. Sure. Um, uh, so, yeah, we he goes to the... He goes back to the uh, lady, the fish lady, and she's like, I told you this yesterday. Like, we kind of we kind of come find out like he replaced his fish. I don't know why that was like one of the motivations of the other half of Stephen. But I guess is that is that right? Did I read that correctly? He replaced the fish.
1: Yeah, I think he I this is like me just this is, you know, I think he's trying to the other person is trying to uh, keep Stephen calm if that makes sense. Like, it's like everything has to be. So it's like, if the fish dies, you got to replace it. Cause he's going to like, you know, it's keep Steven. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah.
2: Well, like you find out at the fish store that it's later in the day than he thought it was. And then, you know, jump to the next scene, you find out it's a few days later than he thought it was. Um, so maybe this little trip to the Swiss Alps took too long and poor Gus uh, didn't get enough sprinkles. Ooh. Um, I think that's it. That yeah. Was, and he
1: didn't need them to know what that so many days passed.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Right. And that's why, and that's why that the fish, and I caught this on the second time around, I'll admit that the fish shop worker is like, I told you this yesterday, they all have two fins. I don't have a Nemo fish. If you want like a, a disabled fish, go to a disabled fish store. Cause they're not here. <laughs> like, like he's, he was trying to find and replace the exact fish.
0: that's interesting no that's a that's a good point um i didn't think of it that way well good read there um but i feel like i had something else on that um anyways we'll go to the date scene um he goes to uh to meet this lady for a a date and uh finds out he's two he's, he's two days late he calls her she's not there um so i find it interesting though he like uh, I mean, it's a sad, it's a sad moment, you know, he gets flowers and chocolates and like, he's pretty excited about it. And then uh, he, he's obviously sad, he even breaks his veganism. Um, you know, for all Stephen's faults, I think the worst is that he was okay eating a well done steak.
2: Yeah, yeah, my big question for both of you is going to be if you were a waiter at a steak house, or whatever restaurant this was, and someone asked for you as ordered the best cut. And you asked them how they want it done. And they said, um, what was the quote? Good, yeah, very good is the answer. The best for bit. How, how they want it done. Why would you ever tell them to cook it well done?
1: I think this is the most mad I've been at a Marvel show in, like, <laughs> a very long time. I, me and my roommate were both watching this. And we just put, like, like all, it was, like a, like, a sport event. Like, we got up. And we're, like, what the, like, you don't order, uh like, if it was just like a, a, a like, a, I was gonna say, like, a hand me down st- steak, but if it was like a steak, you get it like a, <laughs> like a Target or something, like, whatever, fine, do what you want with it. You're asking for the best cut and you're gonna ruin it. Oh, and yeah. I almost felt bad for you for like missing this date and then you do this to me.
0: Well, like, here's the thing, no I get it. Yeah, yeah, I get it because, like, if I, my wife is vegan, if I said, hey, go order me a steak, she would probably say the exact same thing. So I don't blame him as much as the waiter who, clearly has no idea like this is not only your first day but like first day knowing what a steak is apparently
1: well and multiple (laughs) people should realize that like steven like he's like seems unsure about the steak at that point waiter your job is to take the reins and be like you know what i got you i'll i'll make sure the steak is up to your is what you need and like same with the 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 date the person he was supposed to go on the date with like i get it you got stood up two days ago kind of weird but he sounds so weird and he's literally questioning everything she probably questioned this a bit more like i felt like she was too like i'm angry bah! and it was like well like you should probably ask her like i would, even if i was never gonna date him again i'd be curious like what you don't remember like it's definitely like was two days am i am, did i miss dates like i would be way more confused about that whole interaction
0: yeah so um we will move on from the steak here. And this is, uh, we get back to the apartment and this is, this was like a really sad part for you. He's in there eating the chocolate. So I was just like, Oh no, this is what I was like. Bad. I just felt bad for him. But um, yeah, he ends up finding um, the he finds like, uh, I guess one of the boards are loose or whatever. He's like, Oh, what is this? So he opens it. He finds a key and a phone and there's a bunch of missed calls from Layla. There was another one in there, Tommy. And I heard it was like, uh, there's an Easter egg. There's another missed call from somebody. I don't know if you know anything about that. I I I saw it. I was like, I forgot about what it was already. So yeah,
1: it's uh the name is Dun Camp, and I don't want to say too much because I think it's going to come up. It's like part of the story of like, yeah, it's it's, yeah, Hopefully exactly Logan. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, um, but yeah, no, it's definitely like a, a relevant relevant person on that call.
0: Gotcha. Um. Logan what what's your read on uh cuz he ends up uh Layla's calling and he answers it and uh Layla's obviously not looking for Steven here um so what, what what what's your read on all this do you have a a theory for who this Layla is and what this is all about
2: uh, well um i did do a little digging based on the the one other missed call um and some of those articles sort of uh, explained a little bit more about who Layla may be, but um, one of, a big takeaway for me is that uh, Layla's on the same page as you, Michael, with this accent. Um, what, she just keeps asking, why, "Why are you speaking like that?" And and then eventually calls him Mark, which is what really sets off the rest of this scene. Um, for some reason, well, not for some reason, because he had, had been he'd, he's heard the name in his head. When he was in the alps um so it was uh it was interesting um she says she's been calling for months calling and texting for months um the phone that he has is a motorola razor uh so i don't know when in the world we are right now but uh he has had that phone for a while because they haven't made those in a hot second um so I don't know. It's it's. I'm I'm hoping that's kind of the first thing we start figuring out as we move forward is what this specific aspect of the mystery is.
0: Fair, yeah, uh, definitely want to figure out what's going on there. Um, so uh, this is uh, when things get a little more scary. Now, right? We had our sad moment. Now we're moving into scary. Um, you know, lights are flashing. The uh, rooms room is shaking. He's like trying to get out of the building. He runs down the hall into the elevator. Um, this is uh, something we saw in the trailer, but um, yeah, there's a very scary image of this mummy beast walking down the hallway, and then it's just an old lady. So, uh, very uh, shades of uh, shades of what is it? Uh, Captain Marvel, where a scroll is pretending to be an old lady, and uh, she kind of kicks kicks the old lady's butt.
1: I love the line, like him being so sterile on the ground. He's like, I was just tying my shoe or whatever he said there. It was like.
2: Uh, lost his contact,
1: <laughs> yeah, lots of lost his contact. <laughs> so funny, but yeah, this was interesting and definitely like something's going on with this guy. I you know, man, can't <laughs> but uh, I thought they they handled this well, and I thought it was also interesting. Uh, the mirrors in the the elevator uh, were something that I noticed of, like there was three reflections of them, which was cool,
2: yeah, yeah, I thought it was I, I thought it was cool. I on a rewatch I was like, so we've already in, we saw in this bathroom, which I can't imagine having that like shutter bathroom door as your bathroom door that seemed very, like would be a deal breaker for me for an apartment. Um, But like, that was the first time that we see his reflection do something different. Um, And then they throw him into this mirrored elevator where like, I was half expecting like each reflection to maybe start doing things. But it was one of those things that they set us up and um it was really everything on the outside that we needed to be paying attention to
0: yeah so um we get that and then he jump jump we had jump cut back he's in a bus and uh he gets off and he sees that arthur is there and uh again like i don't know like i feel like at this point you're kind of used to like i feel like every time he like jump cuts to someone else he, this is my advice to him pick up your phone check the date and the time dude because like he goes right to work like you don't know how long you were out of it like obviously you know you know by now like you've missed whole day is like uh now you're back and you're like oh I let me uh, I guess he was on the bus going to work maybe I but uh yeah that that's my advice like check your because even when he is at the restaurant he, he like he like pull, he calls the waiter over he's like hey what day is it like, I don't know. Uh, maybe that's me being an introvert and that's my character defect, but I would have looked at my phone. <laughs> so.
1: But that all being said, and maybe I didn't. The boss, like, just be like, yeah, go back to, like, basically, what didn't even care that he's been missing was just like, yeah, do this work for me. Like, guess there's no time in the museum. Chop, chop, get things done.
0: Yeah, I have a feeling that, um, I don't know, uh, it seems like a very stressful job for what he's actually doing. So I don't know. <laughs> I've had retail jobs and, uh, you know, I wasn't involved with like inventory and all that, but what do I know?
1: But maybe a gift shop is more fun. My, my grandma is a gift. She, she did a, a gift shop at a hospital, which you're like, why does a hospital have a gift shop? This is a completely changed side note. No, yeah, I know why. <laughs> yeah. That, that would be fun. I think a gift shop at a hospital. Cause you're like, you probably get less customers and you're just kind of chilling at a hospital.
0: I don't know. Well, you, you gotta like uh last minute like get well gifts or like if somebody's having a baby like they have like stuffed animals in there like pink and blue stuffed animals to like uh like oh i didn't yeah. get anything and you see it and you're like oh i have to get one of these
1: yeah maybe games for like if, if kids have to come with and then it's like oh here's this like a uh, little like puzzle you can do while we're waiting <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: Anyways, I guess uh, to... sounds kind of fun. That's all I'm saying. Yeah.
1: Not at the museum though. That seems stressful.
0: Yeah. Um so we made back up with Arthur here and it seems like everybody here is uh working with Arthur. And this again, I don't know if any uh stop me if anything stood out to you guys, but yeah, he's kind of ranting on about uh Amit and he's talking about how Amit is like the uh doer of all good apparently and uh yeah, if, if Amit was around, a lot of bad things wouldn't happen. I don't know, Logan, he's like a, again, a lot of exposition about who he is and I guess the god he serves so, what do you think of all this?
2: Yeah, I thought it was interesting, we got a lot about Amit, I feel like we still haven't gotten much about Arthur um, himself uh, but it, definitely the whole speech was giving me shades of like you know, those moments where you don't really disagree with Thanos when it comes to like his theories on overpopulation and like, it makes me wonder if Arthur's really got the whole story um, of the history behind his God, uh, behind Ahmet. Um, But I I mean, as it sounds, it sounds like uh, Ahmet could have really prevented some bad stuff from happening for us. So uh, she doesn't sound all that bad right now, minus the fact that Arthur is out there killing old ladies on the street in public
0: um. Yeah, no, that's it's a good point. Um, I, and I do agree. Like, I feel like the big thing that's going to make or break this villain for me is what is his motivation? You know, uh, like, what has he seen? What has he gone through that has brought him to this point where he feels the need to serve um, this Egyptian god? I mean, obviously, it's uh, just based on the magic we've seen, we can assume that it's all real. So um, I guess maybe, maybe he's just a, a disciple of what he's seen. So, um, but yeah, I definitely want more on like his actual motivation. Um, we get uh, Tommy. We get some funny comments about Avatar. The, I think this is like what they're doing now. It's like <laughs> they had to talk about finding Nemo. They had to talk about like they, they want you to turn off this episode and then go watch something else. So I feel like uh, yeah, they wanted us to watch Avatar
1: and all Disney properties too. Yeah, exactly,
0: exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, They like... on Disney Plus. That's the motivation. That's the well, one. But
2: on. but you got you got both Avatars referenced. Yes, um, that is true. So. That was uh, that was just super interesting. You had this like Ethan Hawke super serious like this is my god, and then Stephen Grant's bumbling like making references to things to try to make sense of what the hell is happening to him right now.
1: Right. Yeah. No. I mean, it it, and it dates it. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not always for things that date things. You know. But uh, well, hold you know, on, Tom. I like... was going to say even that was like yeah. No, I know. But maybe yeah. that's the thing. Maybe this is said in that time period. We don't know. Uh, do we technically know what if this is a uh, twenty. I don't think they ever said so I, I have a theory this was set back in that time and that's why they're specifically mentioning that stuff so you're like oh that's that's the time period uh, it, it explains the razor but uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> but either way I, I yeah I love this stuff and I love like I'm nervous that he's just gonna be a pawn I don't know and like but I like his, us introducing the villain like so early and like having this like confrontation and, and very much like I like villains like this where it's like very you're you're not being violent you're like hey I can I can you know get you to be on my side hero if you just listen to my words like I think it's interesting I want to see more from him but I think like it it definitely was a really compelling episode for Arthur in the first episode
0: yeah so um, he ends up I don't know why um, Stephen agrees to be get his palms, right? Or whatever the hell he's doing here. um, Because uh, very likely could have been a bad outcome for him. Um, And it actually even sees like Arthur clearly didn't love what he saw. He said, there's chaos in you. And uh, like, I don't know. That seems like good enough reason to kill him from Arthur's perspective. So again, I don't know why he's doing all that. Um, But he reads him, there's chaos in you, and then he runs away. And uh, yeah, he says, don't chase him. Like, this is uh, we just let him go back to work. He goes back to work. So um, yeah he's working and then uh, it's obvious it's closing time nobody else is there they, I guess the gift shop guy is closing up I don't know how that came to be but um, yeah he ends up hearing dogs Tommy does this classify as pets these uh, these monsters we get
1: <laughs> You, I mean if we're really scraping at the end of the barrel I guess we can put them in
0: <laughs> yeah we get like mummy dogs uh, so yeah, they're chasing after him uh, I wish I, I, again. I know why they do these types of scenes in low lit environments because it's easier to uh, use a CGI. But I wanted to see more of the dogs, uh, so I wish we got like they seemed kind of cool. Uh, Logan, what do you think of the the pups?
2: Well, d- d- do you think there was more than one? I-, I was I was trying to decide that if it was just the one that was really there, um, and and largely this this is not necessarily my knowledge of Egyptian gods in general, but because I've been um, watching through American gods um, and Ibis and Jackal are a character on that in the book and on the show. Um, So I was, I was just wondering if this is supposed to be like the MCU's version of Jackal um, who was, who was sort of known to be tied with sort of the God of the afterlife and everything, um, but definitely like mummified, creepy, creepy looking, like climbing on the ceiling type of dog thing. So, I, I don't know. It was, it it was definitely leaning into that horror tone that we got, you know, slowly building throughout the the whole episode.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, um, we get uh, we get Stephen. It runs in the bathroom here, and this is uh, kind of the the pinnacle of everything before we meet uh, the titular Moon Knight. Um, And this is where he's talking to his reflection. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Tommy, do you have any uh, comments about this final scene here?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's just cool. It's like seeing Mark come in and be like, dude, just give me the, like, let me do what I do, please. Um, It's interesting because we're, like, made to love Steven throughout this whole episode. Like, we're supposed to be, like, like, and it's just, I thought it was a really uh, fascinating choice. And like, I'm interested to see how it plays into the next couple episodes, but I think having this more passive guy and it's like, Hey, like knock, knock, it's time. We're now in it. We're in moon Knight. Like this was almost like, it felt like almost like a, like a prequel before the actual show. Like it was like, here's the setup. and Now we're going.
0: Yep. So, um, yeah, very excited to see more of this. We get the costume, love the costume, big, uh, big fan of the costume here. Um, so I guess that's it. That's, that's, that's our episode here. Do you guys have any uh, closing thoughts?
2: Um, I thought it was interesting in that last little like chase and final scene. Um, you get, you get a cool shot at one point of uh, uh, Stephen is in the dark and he's behind this like half bust that he like turns to the camera and you see half of his face and half of the other bus is like, Maybe that'll mean something someday, or it's just like an artsy shot they threw in. Um, when he's having the conversation with Mark in the mirror, hieroglyphs start showing up on the wall around him, and then especially when he gives over, like, every every brick in the bathroom has hieroglyphs on it. I um, thought that was a cool touch, wondering where that's going to, you know, where that's going to lead. Um, I think it's interesting that specifically this first episode is very much from Stephen's standpoint, as we as the audience are experiencing everything like Stephen is and wondering up until up until Mark actually takes over and we see Moon Knight, that's the first time that we see anything sort of that isn't from Stephen's experience. So it'll be interesting to see how the rest of the series progresses with that.
1: Yeah, do you think uh, episode two is, like, from the other perspective? I'm almost in, uh, wondering if that's that's what we're going to get episode two, is, like, oh, this is what we missed, filling in the blank. <laughs> and that uh,
2: is what we missed on Glee. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't necessarily think so, because, again, I think a lot of it was used to purposely avoid showing certain things that they wouldn't want to show. I think we will get more context, like, the situation with the Scarab and what happened there. Uh, maybe we do get I like no I think I would really like that if they did that I just it's hard for me to imagine and maybe maybe it's a situation where episode two is another Steven episode and then episode three is like uh, the other half of that but this one I just don't know how they would make a whole episode of like uh, yeah or or maybe yeah, maybe, maybe more... it's like the story continues but um, it's, it's we just switch to Mark's perspective right yeah, it's not necessarily we're I mean... revisiting.
2: Yeah, because yeah, we've only got what six episodes, so yeah. we've only got five more to tell whatever story we're telling. Um, so I can't imagine that they're gonna spend too much time retelling part of the same story, yeah. Um, even though, even I, though, like you said, there's definitely context that we're missing,
1: there, And that's the thing, I think we're gonna get it. It's just if they're gonna show it or they're just gonna tell it, like, are they gonna yeah. go back to that stuff and see what we missed? Because, like, we said, there was like a lot of days that Mark was in, con- you know, potentially in control, so it's like. What happened there? I think we're going to get some of it, but it's, it's hard. And what I like about the show is the young reliable narrator, right? Like, I think that's really compelling to me. Something we haven't seen in like a lot of other shows. Like we don't really trust like Steven or any of them. Cause he, he like, Steven doesn't even trust Steven. So it's like, uh, I think that's a really fun thing about
0: this show so far. for me. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we will, we will close it out here. Um But before we do that, we got some other things to talk about. Um, Logan, I know you brought like, uh, I don't know, somewhere between news and a rumor and clickbait, but um, I wanted, you you brought something to talk about, and uh, I think it will uh, prompt an interesting discussion. So what do you have for us?
2: Well, um, I think probably one of the biggest, I don't know, rumor mill, rumors or whatever around uh, the MCU in general as we move forward is constantly casting stuff. Um, And what I've seen a lot of stuff recently is specifically about um, who may or may not be playing Wolverine whenever he shows up. Um, So the thing that I saw most recently, um, we've heard in the past, we've heard uh, for some reason, Daniel Radcliffe was maybe someone talked about. We've heard rumors of Taryn Edgerton um, being someone who is considered, but the one that I saw this, like, just this last week that I thought might be interesting, um, but also might just be clickbait, was uh, Pablo Schreiber, um, who is uh, top of mind for me. Like I said, I've been watching American Gods, um, but he's also the hel- at the helm of uh, the Halo series right now. Um, but it opens up a can of worms that, like, a big consideration is that people are like, well... We've had Hugh Jackman was like a very pretty, not so gruff Wolverine. So we'd like them to go back to like what the comic book version of Wolverine is, which is short and hairy, and not necessarily pretty. Um, but but then we got Pablo Schreiber in the mix now, who's like six foot, however many more feet um, and arguably very attractive human being. Um, I. Also think it's very ironic to then talk about how the fact that his brother played uh or I think their brothers, I may be wrong, uh Liev Schreiber yeah. played Sabertooth, Uh not as that wasn't the original Sabertooth, but was a Sabertooth uh in the in the X-Men universe that is defunct when we talk about MCU. But um I just thought it I just thought it was uh it was an interesting piece of whether or not it's clickbait or not uh to talk about
0: that is interesting I, i'm actually not too familiar with them i watched season one of american gods i really liked it i'd like to revisit that at some point um but the, so that's like my really and i watched i watched the first episode like first half of the first episode of halo i didn't like it that much i'm to um, start
1: it soon so oh.
0: i mean it was like <laughs> there's something things i just couldn't get past like I, I feel like it could be cool but i feel like the video games have better visuals than the actual show. Um with that being said, um I don't know a whole lot about him. I would like that. Um so uh, look at who like if you could like gun to your head right now like if you had to you get to decide the casting and you have 20 seconds who who's gonna be Wolverine? Who do you want?
2: I like Taryn Edgerton. That's my favorite that I've heard. Uh, I'm a fan of him to begin with. I love him in the Kingsman movies. Um uh he I don't know. I, I like the idea that of the mental image of him is that I think it works for me. Um I I might be colored a little bit by the fact that he and Hugh Jackman have a good relationship, which means he would have like someone to chat to about uh playing it. Um but yeah, I that's that's my favorite that I've heard. Um and I have not thought about it otherwise as to who I might like to see do it, but yeah.
0: Okay, good answer. I'm turning the gun. Tommy, who's your Wolverine?
2: Out
1: of these, probably the same answer. You can say Um, anything. You don't have to. Give me Danny DeVito, you cowards. Give me. (laughs) That's chaotic. (laughs) Listen, he's a short hairy man. It would be perfect. (laughs) Get him in a little bit.
2: Yeah, he's more cannonball, but we now we have a we have a version (laughs) of cannonball in the universe now too, so who knows. Yeah,
1: and that's the thing, like Wolverine is so unique and so specific that it's hard to and not even that like the look matters, but it's also like the grip behind him. I feel like he, I, I liked Hugh Jackman, but I feel like it was a different style of Wolverine. It wasn't
2: mm-hmm. comic book,
1: which is fine. Cause it worked for the universe. I, I would like to see then if it's not going to give me the comic book, give me something different than Hugh Jackman. Don't just do a Hugh Jackman again. You know, we've already seen that either retire the character, don't have anyone ever play Wolverine again, or give me something new and fresh.
0: All right. Here's my pitch guys. I'm now pointing the gun at myself. Um, <laughs> like oh god uh no uh keanu reeves is this wild because here's the thing uh i know it's a, it's probably a bit more of a stretch but um keanu reeves has been dying to get into the mcu he's at he's he's talked about it a lot they've been trying to get him in there they've he's been he's been rumored for a lot of different things um i think he has what and I, it probably is more along the lines of like the Hugh jackman take like more of like just the straight, no bullshit guy. Um, but I kind of like that element of, like, that's my Wolverine, you know, that's that's who I grew up with. So I feel like Keanu Reeves fits that role, kind of. And again, I don't think he, lo- he necessarily has the look, but I think he has the attitude for it. And uh, I also love Keanu Reeves. So, yeah. Um, well, all right, that was uh, that was an interesting discussion. I, uh, I appreciate you bringing that to the table. Um, y'all want to move on to some recommendations? Tommy, you got anything for us?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, something recent I, I went I went to a comedy show and I saw this comedian uh, do she was she was doing new material that she was working out, but she has two specials on Netflix that I watched. They're fun. You know, I'm not a big stand-up person, but I, I tolerate. I liked hers, which is like more than I can say about a lot of comedians. Uh, Taylor Tomlinson, uh you should go check out her, her Netflix specials. I thought they were very funny.
0: Awesome. Uh Logan, do you have anything for us?
2: Uh, yeah, I was trying to come up with what uh, I wanted to bring to the table, and um, I thought of a tabletop game that a friend of mine introduced me to a while ago, but uh, we started we sort of started bringing it back out here recently. Um, it's called Illimit, um, it's a um, tabletop, more like card esque type game uh it, it was originally created by the december one of the de- guys from the Um uh, apparently they played it on their tour bus or whatever they came up with it they developed it and then finally put it out um it's not always the easiest to find online um but there's a base game and there's an expansion called the crane's wife i think uh both very fun uh the expansion just adds more um, Variation to the game that you play every time, so the deck of cards that you play with uh, kind of changes up every round that you play. Uh, but uh, it's uh, it's a quick, quicker tabletop game. I know that our household is really into like Catan and you know those games that can sometimes last three hours if you're playing well against each other. Uh, but this one is one that's more uh, fast paced, so you can get through a couple rounds if you'd like to.
0: Can you compare it to anything else?
2: Um you know, it's it, in some ways, so it's it's card based and it's based on like around the suits of the cards and, and the roles of the cards that are there. Um, so it's almost in some ways like an elevated gin rummy of sorts, but like with like a table of rules kind of, um, and those rules are what change each round based on what cards get flipped um so it's sort of i don't know anyway it's like it's like a tarot card version of gin rummy in a lot of ways
0: Uh, that's cool i like that and actually i'm on a big december's kick right now so i feel like i'm obligated to go and get this um i will go on to my recommendation here and this is i saw this right after we did our podcast last week tommy i went and watched x uh which is a new horror movie and uh new a24 horror movie um a lot of fun it's 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 weird there's some weird stuff that happens into, in and it but it's a lot of fun um and it even like there's I, I believe there's like possibilities of this becoming like a full universe of movies it seems like um so if uh i guess if you're into that kind of stuff which i imagine you are if you're into the marvel cinematic universe i think we're getting like a horror universe here and i'm really excited about it there's uh It's really, it's really dark. It's really scary. There's some funny stuff in it too. So if you're in the mood for like a fun slasher, I definitely recommend X. So, all right, guys. Um, I guess that's everything. Uh, Logan, thank you so much for doing this Uh, again. uh, Long time coming and I can't wait to have you back another time. Um, But for now, I would like to give you the chance to tell people where they can find you on the internet and what you're up to.
2: Ah, great. Well, thanks for having me. Of course, uh, this is super fun. Um, getting to nerd out a bit officially. Um, you can find me on the Twitter or Instagram at, um, at son of a bits, uh, with uh, the underscores, which, you know, is widely debated online, whether or not that's fun or not. Um, and you can mostly probably find me tweeting about the reality shows that i'm watching uh right now we're closing out uh survivor australia or australian survivor uh blood versus water that's coming to close this week um or survivor 42 which is just getting rolling which has been super fun um You'll see me talking about draft teams and whatnot because I'm a masochist and have set up a lot of drafts with people for uh, a lot of these things. Um, and uh, yeah, so watching those, watching Drag Race, um, watching all the things all the time as much as we can <laughs> and trying to catch all the new stuff as it comes out too. So.
0: Well, awesome Logan, this is, this is so much fun. Um, I'm going to start to close this out here. Um, and I would like to remind you guys to rate and review us on iTunes and Spotify, preferably five stars. And actually, I mean just think think for yourself real quick. All right, maybe you're a new listener. Maybe if you're driving, I'm not talking to you. Uh focus on the road. If you're like sitting down doing dishes, dry your hands off. Uh pull up your phone, um, and just give us five stars because it really does. It helps the podcast a lot. Another thing that helps the podcast and it helps you too is by subscribing because if you subscribe you will get our podcast directly downloaded to your phone every time they drop and we will continue with uh moon knight here so you'll have all those episodes and we'll move on to kenobi and uh, all the other fun stuff in the future so please subscribe uh i also like to remind you guys to follow us on instagram and twitter at star wars pod and if you want to become a part of our discord community you can message us on those platforms to get involved also if you check the link in our bio we have some merch uh, baseball tees, uh, they're like, I almost wore it tonight, but again, Tommy, like I said, I don't want—I don't want to overwear I don't want to be like too obsessed.
1: Yeah, no, you gotta like you gotta make you a little clamor for more. Like, oh, I need Michael in that baseball tee again.
0: <laughs> Distance makes the heart grow fonder, and, it, and the same goes with the shirts. Um, but yeah, uh, I believe that's all we got for you guys. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next time.
1: Bye is yeah.